entrepreneur's dream is really hard to keep, right? Because there's all these naysayers and yourself. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third-generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. I can hardly believe that I've been out this for just a little over a year. If you're new to the show, I interview entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers in East Idaho to help share their origin stories. This episode is number 44. And guys, that represents 44 stories of inspiration that I've been able to help share. I believe by learning the stories of our neighbors who happen to have businesses, we become a more, a stronger and more connected community. So thank you so much for joining me today to hear number 44 story. So today I have a guest here who has had several years of expertise and has helped large and small businesses attract business through his work and his personal business called Local Web Marketing System. The cool thing is he's just recently published a book to give step-by-step direction, and I'm excited to hear all about about it. So welcome, Jason Weaver. Thanks, Renee. I really appreciate it. Uh, Jason, thank you so much. We are excited to have you. Tell us about the book. What is it called? It's called Fix Marketer. Okay, so Fix Fix Marketer, F-I-X, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what you say in it is that it is a seven-step plan to 10 times marketing return on investment for local business, right? Exactly. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it all really started when, you know, working with clients over the last 10 years, I've noticed some clients have a big budget, some clients have no budget, and I wanted to be able to serve everybody at all levels. I wanted to be able to give back to the community, so that's where the book kind of came from from my heart what I've learned and also I tried to, to formulate everything so that it didn't have all that marketing jargon that nobody understands unless yeah. you live and eat and breathe and sleep this world so that you could really start and have that seven step or seven categories that you can work down through and uh, over the last 10 years I've really come to the conclusion of this is the best way to start your marketing for most local small businesses start with reviews and work all the way down to something like more traditional marketing. And uh, I found that that's given people more success, especially if you have no budget, start where you can and you don't have to pay anybody to get more reviews. You just have to have a plan. So when you, um, when you were envisioning this, obviously you have a marketing background, correct? Yep. Did you go to school in marketing? Yep. I migrated here from Portland, Oregon 10 years ago, uh, a little over 10 years ago and went to BYU, Idaho. Never thought, I would stay when I first came, and then I fell in love with the people and fell in love with the area. Got great That's jobs. That's what we do to you. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then I get to live where lots of people vacation. Yes. You know, so that's kind of nice. And uh, I, I, it all actually got started when I took a, a course on campus from Kent Lundeen where you actually had to build a business in one semester, market it with your own money, right? Wow. And so I, I was a little ahead of my time, I guess, because I was doing HDMI cables for $5 and trying to deliver stuff in town for free. Little did I know if I just d- kept doing that, I'd be a millionaire by now. But I got scared. <laughs> you're you're uh, like, so, no, there's got to be something different. Yeah, I'm spending my own money. I was breaking even, <laughs> doing great in the class. And then I said, how do I spend other people's money to learn this? Hmm. So I networked around and I landed a job uh, representing hotels. And I got to spend about $15,000 uh, a month doing Google AdWords for hotels. Wow, and so amazing. I really did get to spend other people's money. <laughs> did you know you wanted to be in marketing? 
I, when I took that class, that's when it really that hit. That was when it solidified. Mm, I knew I wanted to do marketing, but I didn't want to do more traditional. I wanted to get on digital and, and, and try all those things. And I had to organize everything I was learning into kind of a methodology. And that's what FIX is. FIX stands for Framework Identity X Factor. So the framework is the seven steps. The identity is what you bring to your business to stand out. And the X factor is what can you do to actually uh, take it to the next level. For instance, if you want to rank higher on Google, you don't just reply to reviews. Some people would think that is an X factor, right? Because you're busy, you're a busy business owner. No, what instead you get your customers to add pictures or add a video, that's an X factor. So everything in the book is all around, let's do the baseline and then add the X factor if you want to get better results. So you said something that kind of resonated with me. Having a small business, marketing is a bit of an overwhelming kind of a thought. And, you know, for us, we do a good job taking care of cars. And so we didn't really study marketing ourselves. There are so many aspects of marketing. And I think that's what I heard you say. You were a little overwhelmed with all of the different pieces of it. And so... For me, like, how do you simplify that? And that's what you offer in this book. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it all fundamentally comes down to what I was learning, you know, and I've, I've really grown with the businesses I've worked for here in East Idaho. FinFun, if you've heard of them. Yeah. $20 million a year, uh, swimmable mermaid tails that they sell around the world. I got to do their marketing for a time. How fun. Uh, Monkey Bar Storage just rebranded. I just saw on social media, Gorgeous Garage. They yeah. Have, well over 120 locations throughout the United States and Canada. That's after hotels. That's where I went for five years and got to do all this marketing for them. And and so the, the different things I learned were you've got to have you got to understand your key performance indicators, the numbers that help move your business. And so like at FinFun, this great thing called uh, Google Data Studio came out, and I, I jump on everything Google, right? Because that's my world. But it's a free way to display your most important data. And so that way you can actually see what's moving your business. So if it's your cost per lead, right, that might be important to you. Uh, Cost per visitor, uh, cost per sell, your return on investment or ROI. You can display all that and then you can start comparing between your different marketing channels. And so I had to, you know, do marketing, learn from the best, go out and try it. And so then I organized it into into the, the methodology of the framework so that you'd start with marketing then you would start maybe buying leads off of other sites. Then you would do um, search engine paid like Google ads. And then you would do something like um, search engine optimization, the free, right? And then website and then social media. And that's where a lot of businesses are starting today. They think that's new and exciting. Yeah, right. Just jump to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some businesses can be really successful doing that. But this framework. And not even having a web page. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. And I still think you can be successful without having a web page, which makes me contrarian to a lot of my fellow <laughs> marketers. Yeah, right. Right. So that's why I don't start with website because that can be overwhelming at times. By the way, Oswald, I ran it. It loads in like one second. So whoever's running your website is doing a good job Thank as you. far as loading fast. Okay, and good. Thank showing you. people. And then the last is more traditional or offline marketing. Um, and that's kind of the order it goes down. So if I was trying to do this on my own, um, I, you have a checklist kind of a way to go about this in your book, correct? Yep. I call it the one page marketing plan. And that's, uh, definitely in the book. And then also if you go to fixmarketer.com and just subscribe on there, you can get access to all the book resources for free. 
And so that way you can keep that as you're reading through the book, seeing examples of what business is are doing in each one of these you know categories and great examples on there. Then you can keep that top of mind. Okay, what do I actually? What's my action items? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So for just so a, you can chunk it up, it doesn't feel quite as daunting. Yeah, because exactly. That's I think part of the challenge is that we we think we have to do all of this all, all at once, and um, I do appreciate your approach in being because it's too overwhelming. I think we shut down, and so we don't do any of it. This way, at least it lets us take it in stride and. The other thing that you mentioned was the um, Google Suite. What did you call it? Uh, data Studio. The Data Data Studio. So she, he has examples in the book about what Data Studio. The data. I don't know why I can't say that. It's really <laughs> not that hard. Data Studio can do for you and what it looks like, and it's a free product. It helps you look at your data so that you know, um, you know, like how many. Lead, I don't know if it does lead conversion and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So. Yeah. So for instance, most people think each website is, is the same or equal, right? Or one that looks prettier is nicer than another. But the thing you have to ask yourself instead is really how good is it at convincing people to take action? Because there's only two problems. And this is what I also talk about in the book is I had to understand like what, if I could just simplify this, it would make my life easier and yours as well. And so there's only two problems in my opinion. You're either not getting enough people to look at what you're offering or you're not getting them to uh, take action. And so what's called conversion rate is how many people that see what you're offering on your website, for instance, actually convert into contacting you. And uh, a good website does that very well. So I have clients, for instance, that will sometimes get 26% conversion rates. And you know, of course you can do that by sending only the right business, but you can also having, have a really good offer or make it very regionalized, like have a page in Idaho Falls that talks about your car services and having a page for every service that you offer Yeah, can really increase that. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned personally a lot about all of this that I didn't really know that I needed to know. So I wish, wish fix marketer would have been there for me a couple of years ago. It would have maybe saved me a lot of my own kind of having to figure it out. So for those of you who are beginning this journey, especially with your marketing, you have to pick up this book because it's just really, it's simple and it's easy to understand and it gives you some great tools. And it's only 170 pages because I want to respect your time. <laughs> and I thought you were going to say it's only $100. It's way less than $100. I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> it's yeah. good. All right. So I think I understand this, but why did you write the book? It, it was definitely because I wanted to serve people at all levels, even if they felt they didn't have any budget. But you'll, you, you can actually see two stats in the book. About 60, uh, well, more than 50% of people are doing their marketing on their own. Really? So they're out there. Yep, they're out there. They're struggling. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do, right? And then uh, even uh, even a, a large percentage of people, I've heard as much as, as 20%, um, or well, 80% want to find a marketer, for instance, through a referral, and only 20% want to find it through digital marketing. So I could be great at my job, but it makes it harder for people to find me as well. So that's yeah. definitely a benefit for those that do want to work with somebody directly. But my hope is that students will pick this up, business owners will pick it up, and they'll apply some of these things and realize you can move the needle on reviews for your business. And there's no reason if you're the best in town that you shouldn't have a lot of Google reviews, for instance, because of that. 
And then if you can do that, you'll obviously get more business and then maybe you'll get too busy and you can outsource one or two of these things to somebody that can help you or you can do them all or, you know, give your kids an opportunity to learn something as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you talk, I I think you shared that you live in Rexburg Mm -hmm. and so you have some, you have some opportunity to work with students. Are you working on the, with the college around this type of content? Yes. So, um, I'm really good friends with several of the professors there, obviously, that helped me get started. One of them I used to work with directly at Monkey Bars, which is great. And so they've helped help me. They're in my acknowledgments, several of the yeah, professors, yeah. for instance. So they've helped guide this as well. But I've helped over, personally, I've helped over 40 students kind of in their journey. And that's one of my passions is to add that value for those just starting out to be able to do more. So I'm always looking for good interns as well. Do you feel like you were compelled to do that because your own experience learning, although it was good, needed to be simplified, and so you're able to provide that at a little bit different than what you learned? Yeah, because it's just the tactic of the day, right? Whatever somebody's talking about, you get excited about, you go try it, maybe it didn't work for you or whatnot, right? So I want to take that uh, chaotic marketing approach or business approach and and apply my 10 years of knowledge for you so you don't have to go through any of that pain and suffering that it takes to learn what's actually working out there and uh, where can you even start to get some results and say okay now it's time to put a little more effort into this because I'm actually getting a return for my money. It's a really a gift because you can get lost down this rabbit hole pretty dang quick so thank you very much. What are you um, with it with digital marketing specifically changing so quickly, what's the risk of having a print book? Is there? <laughs> I, I have several friends that thought I was crazy because I wrote a book, but I feel like people keep telling me that internet marketing is changing all the time. And I keep thinking, I don't believe it. It's not changing in my, like maybe where you go to get a review might change a little bit. How's didn't exist a few years ago, yeah, right? right? So if you're a home remodeler, right. house has to become part of your life, right? right? And social media now aspect. Uh, and Yelp is always everybody's part of everybody's life when you get a bad review, right? <laughs> so you've got to be proactive, which I have some additional resources online about that, for yes. instance. Yes. Okay, so obviously you got here by way of your own journey. Do you have an entrepreneurial journey and how did it contribute to this book? Well, I, I mentioned the beginning of the journey, right? And uh, and then it was that progression through multiple businesses. So for marketers, it's called in-house, where you work in the business for that business. And now I'm in an agency, so out of house, right? Got it. Helping individuals and businesses. And so I've only been doing that for a little over a year. So that's been an adjustment. But it's also very liberating because you now can go get on podcasts, you can meet with people, you can serve more businesses and have more fun getting into all the nitty gritty of their business and what moves the needle. Um, you know, at Monkey Bars, I had a lot of fun. We had a lot of uh, students who work there, for instance, but you get a lot of characters uh, in construction businesses at times. And I, nobody can see my hat, but I want to look more like the service professional that works hard because those are who I resonate oh, mostly with yeah, probably because of my five years fix marketing and it is very like i'm we could use that at oswald service it looks pretty good oh thanks <laughs> i got it from kettle embroidery there in okay. rexburg good to Lovely. know yeah um and so i got to 
play with different businesses, work with those those uh, characters. One of my favorites was in Atlanta. Obviously, East Idaho was great too because I was here and could go on job site or see things in person. Um, and just be able to play with different things. So, you know, every business that, that I've touched or worked with has added something, right? And even my parents-in-law, they do security systems back in Portland. Um, you know, th they would ask me questions. And a lot of times that's how I would grow and learn something. So for the longest time, I didn't know that you could track uh, phone calls back to the source of the marketing right until somebody said can't you do that isn't there a way and then i went and found out how to do that yeah. and i use a tool called call rail which is really great and it will tell me the source of of every phone call for a business and that's really empowering for them when you're actually paying money um another thing what was i asked recently oh so restaurants i love eating obviously right but i haven't represented restaurants until recently and uh, I, my dad was just saying, isn't there this thing called QR codes? And I'm like, I know about QR codes, but back in the day you had to have an individual app, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But now you can just point your camera towards it and your smart camera figures it out, right? Yeah, right. So on the back of like a loyalty card for a restaurant, you can have a QR code that says, leave us a review and link right to where oh, they can leave a easy. review mm -hmm. and make it easy for them. So a lot of these things I just have learned as I've worked with the business, asked questions, and I've gone, you know, as your advocate out to the world, like, let's go figure this out. You know, where, yeah. what can we do to make it simpler for you as a business owner? Well, why was that attractive to do on your own rather than being in-house employed by a company? Uh, you know, there's always the flexibility and yeah. no meetings. Yeah. Like, uh, well, <laughs> less pol political meetings, right? Yes, right. Trying to make everybody happy. Highest paid person's opinion in the room gets to make the decisions. Mm -hmm. I'm more data driven, you know. I want to be able to take that data and apply it to your business so that you can do what's working instead of, you know, just what you think would work. Yeah. And so, uh, but like I said, the, those businesses have nurtured me. I've done B2B, uh, B2C, a lot of B2C, lead generation, big e-commerce, you know, but my passion is local small business. That's why I'm writing this book. Yeah. So this book is yeah. not for anybody selling on Amazon or selling on your, right. your website. Um, I definitely could write a whole book about that, but it's not as much my passion as local small business. Well, thank you for clarifying that because I think it's important to know who the customer is. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I read this and it's, it's us. It's this brick and mortar little guy who needs to try to figure out how to get out to the masses and um, has great, has great direction. Did you come from an entrepreneurial family? My father, yes, has ran several different businesses, and he moved to Idaho Falls. My 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 parents moved there, and so they're close by, and so yeah. that's been nice. That's another great reason to stay. You know. Did you see yourself ever when you were in when you were younger being an entrepreneur? Yeah, when my dad was uh, running his business, he had had me help him with a few things, and you know, I started learning the concept of making money not just for the time that you that you share, but for the skill that you actually offer and bring, right? Yeah. And so that was fascinating to me. Huge. You know, um, my dad's ran several businesses and been successful, owns lots of properties now and likes to do the landlord thing. I don't know if he's going to ever get me on that one, you know, <laughs> because that takes a little bit You've more seen, commitment. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, breaking up uh, chimneys and, and bring them down several flights of stairs for remodels, not necessarily my most exciting 
learnings with my dad, but still memorable, right? Yeah. Well, that's it. They teach us these great principles, and then we can apply them in whatever talent we bring to the table. So. Exactly. Um, talk to me a little bit around th- about this journey, especially because you left this, you know, in-house type of a position to go out on your own. And during all of that, have you ever been plagued with feelings of self-doubt and like wondering what what am I doing and am I going to be able to do this? Yeah, I can, I can see you kind of smirking or smiling there because you know the entrepreneur's dream is really hard to keep, right? Because yeah. there's all these naysayers and yourself, right? Can you succeed? And there's no way to squirrel enough money away to ever make the leap make sense right <laughs> you know I, I guess it's possible I know, you just have to do it yeah you have to do it and sometimes it's a breaking point sometimes it's you know it's your dream and you wonder am, are, am I ever going to reach this dream if I don't you know take action right and so I don't know for myself it was definitely a combination of multiple things going you know I'm almost 10 years experience now and I want to help more businesses. I want to reach out and experience more and, you know, maybe even get paid in some food apparently because those restaurants have been lots of fun marketing. Hey, who knew <laughs> there was perks like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that is definitely a perk, right? Join the Internet Marketing Club and get paid in food. Right? So. <laughs> you can't make your bills, but you're eating. At least that's a good thing. So yeah. how do you overcome those feelings of self-doubt? You, do they still plague you? Are you still kind of sometimes fighting that? I, I, I'm betting in your business, you've seen this too, connection, right? And you go to conferences, as you've mentioned on the show, and uh, connecting with people, um, reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing by how you're serving your clients, um, seeing the success that brings them, sharing in those those wins. Obviously, there's times you lose and you're like, I'm a big loser, right? You know, like you didn't hit it out of the park the way you wanted to, but you learn and you iterate. And I've had 10 years of that. So I feel like I hit it out of the park more often now than back in the day. And uh, I, you know, you mentioned those professors on campus, still my friends, I'll meet with them and they, they, they consult me. Um, I don't know if you've have like an inner team as well, people that maybe you don't even tell them they're on your team, but you call them up and talk to them. Um, you know, with the restaurants, your cheerleaders I go, and, yeah, yeah, with the restaurant, I go eat at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that, There's always get out food. there, yeah, food's <laughs> comfort. Um, and uh, nobody can see on the pad- podcast, but I'm not super heavy, so at least I'm not eating <laughs> nope. eating every day at the restaurant, right? But you're doing just fine. You're coping well. <laughs> well, I think that I think that feelings of self doubt, like you already said, we are our worst critics, mm-hmm. and so. Um, yeah, I often wonder if you would have best friends that are you because in your head you're really not very nice to yourself, right? <laughs> you would have exactly. you would have gotten rid of that friend a long time ago, but we do tend to be our, our worst critics. And so I think there's always opportunity for us to look at the language that we're using with ourselves and um yeah, you're doing, we're doing good. And I always come back to we're doing the best that we can do. You know, mm-hmm. every day I get up, I try to do the best I can do then I can be fine going to bed at night just knowing, you know, we're doing the best we can do. And it's okay. It's good, actually. It's good. Yeah. We got to accept it. I mean, on Oswald's website, you have a ton of testimonials, right? And I, I, I didn't even see one negative Google review. So that speaks volumes about Oswald. You have done some homework on us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, wow. I proud. mean, anybody that works on cars without a negative review on Google, that it's is huge. Pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are pretty proud of our reputation. It... Um, 
Brings with a lot of pressure though, right? We have to keep that up. Yeah. So yeah. it's okay. We can do that. Just add that on your back, you know, yeah, no, it's no fine. pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> All right. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's considering self-employment? Now you've taken this plunge and not only that, written a book. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have had the time to write that book yeah, if I hadn't were, taken the yeah, leap. that's true. I mean, six months of blood, sweat, and tears to make 170 pages that are actually worth <laughs> reading so that you don't uh, waste your time, right? Um, the advice I would give is definitely, um, it's kind of like what I give with all my clients. Let's test small, you know, let's, you know, get out there, try. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Side Hustle School or that podcast or that series. I really love it because it goes in depth with different businesses about how they actually started marketing or how they made the connections that got their business started. You know, so there's great resources out there. This, obviously this show that we're on right now, yeah, right? I'm so glad L- you're here. Listen to it and, uh, and try to try to apply what you learn, but you know, test small, right? So everybody thinks their idea is huge or big, right? But I love marketing. I feel like is where the rubber meets the road. If you get it out there and people start buying, that's when it's huge and successful because that's when it can scale well, right? Right. right. And I'm sure you've talked to tons of business owners and tons of people. I have this idea, right? And you're like, I don't think it's going to work, but it may work if you do a little bit of marketing and you start seeing some success or uh, the cookie monster, right? I mean, she probably didn't, well, I know because I listened to the episode, she didn't know it was going to be as successful as no, it was going to be, right. but she put herself out there and she started getting good feedback and every good business gets feedback ongoing from all their customers. And, you know, in the book I talk about, you know, get feedback from everybody and invite the happy ones to leave you a review, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if you do that, then you're way more likely to be successful because a lot of people just, they see a need, they try to fill it, but they don't realize the secret weapon is who you're serving and getting that feedback from them. Yeah, so. yeah, it's huge. And I think we also have to remember, although we don't want in public any feedback that we get, even negative, it, the negative is actually a gift because at least they, you know, half those people may not say anything. If somebody says something, it's, they've given you a gift so you can do something about it. So I actually... Not that I want negative reviews. I'm not asking for that, anybody. But, you know, we understand yeah. that there's some there's some good to being able to get good and bad so we can get better. Yeah, and every business owner I've seen that really succeeds with their marketing, that's the approach they take is they take that feedback and they don't make excuses, yeah. right? And then I even give advice in the in the book, resources of how to reply. Mm-hmm. And that reply that. is even more so for the person that's going to read it later than the person there's crazy people out there and they'll say some crazy things you know yeah it's true one of the roofers i worked with recently the one of his his customers uh, admitted to insurance fraud right there in the review like didn't pay him and said they took the money and spent it elsewhere you know oh my word i know what do, what do you say to that right you know there's oh dear yeah there's sometimes there's just you you got to roll with the punches yeah, and the exactly. only way to bury those reviews are to get more good reviews yeah yeah, yeah, you got to take the good and the bad together. Um, so when you look back, and maybe maybe I already know this because you haven't been into this too long, but it might not just be recent. What is the most worthwhile risk you've taken? 
Uh, marrying my wife? Yeah, that that's might what be I good. should say. You should. Well, that, actually, that wasn't a risk at all, right? That was a sure thing. And... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it did feel right. And, yeah, exactly. and it has paid off very good. There you go. We have three beautiful children. Yes. I'm very happy. So far, so good. Yeah. But if we're talking about business, obviously, making that plunge was yeah. big. Uh, the way I helped mitigate that was uh, obviously having some customers on the side. You can't say no to your parents-in-law, right? <laughs> right. So one of the best things I actually ever did was train up an intern and hand it over to the intern uh-huh. to help my parents-in-law. Yes, so that right. helped our relationship exponentially better. Yes. There's somebody <laughs> in between. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I don't know if you've seen this. A, a lot of companies will will hire you for your experience, but then tell you what to do, right? Absolutely. And so some of those yeah. those uh, those relationships aren't the, the your most choice. I like to be hired for my expertise, expertise and then apply what's great about the business with my expertise to help them be successful. Well, so. what do you see the future is? Like, where, what are your goals? What, wh- where does this go? Is there a fixed marketer version two? Like, where, <laughs> what happens next? I definitely want to keep the resource up to date. I, I really don't see a ton of changes coming down the pipeline anytime soon to say it's not important to get reviews. It's not important to buy, <laughs> you know, traffic or leads from certain websites or Google's going away anytime. So nothing big like that. But uh, I would love to uh, help more students. So obviously getting the word out about this and work with more companies. Uh, and then I would love to help those students go start their own internet marketing agencies wherever they move on to. Because, you know, not everybody's like me and comes to Idaho and falls in love or marries somebody that's cool with that, right? Sometimes, you know, somebody marries somebody from California and that's where you're she going wants... Back to California. Yeah, you're going back to California, yeah, right? exactly. But I cherish those relationships and it would be really fun to help them get started out there and maybe not make them take 10 years before they grow their own business and like it, it took for me, help them reach their dreams. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you certainly have a passion, it sounds like, for mentoring and helping those guys come along a lot quicker than what they needed to. What else? Like, do you have a vision for any other businesses? Uh, I have a pet project. Is it okay if I mention that? I'd love to hear it. So uh, moneyforaveragejoes.com. Okay. Because there's a lot of advice out there, but it's completely free resources that go along with, um, you know, if you get into a group coaching or course from... Tons of these wonderful, great people out there that offer it, uh, even free church courses. It's some of the, the great things I found because when you become an entrepreneur and you got to pay for everything, then you probably got to have a budget as well, you yeah. know, and, and plan for inconsistent pay. And, and so that was a really fun pet project that I've been doing my own podcast on as well that I'd love to share out there for anybody that's struggling with that. Is just Okay, so I don't think I realized that it. you had a podcast. It's newer. It's four episodes in. <laughs> it's four episodes in. That's mm-hmm. something to totally celebrate. So you're interviewing. Tell me who you're interviewing. So it's it's not an interview podcast. Oh, it's, it's just, you just telling us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a 12-part series, and it includes, you know, uh, it inc- includes a lot of core things like how to budget. And I pull all the best resources from PBS, just like you guys got featured recently on PBS, Thank right? Thank you, yes. There's a show called Two Cents that I'm loving on on YouTube, and so they they'll have videos about things, and I'll include them. Whereas I love a, it. A lot of these other you know sites, they have their agenda, right? And they they don't share each other's information. They don't pull the best resources from everywhere, and that's what I've kind of done. And 
it you know a journey with money is definitely a journey and so it's just my journey and sharing and that's sort so of thing. is the podcast called money for average joes exactly okay and it's available everywhere yeah that's great well we need to listen to that and learn awesome well that's a fun side project do you imagine that going anywhere as far as making you revenue because uh, <laughs> we all know podcasting doesn't make money, yeah, any yeah. money. <laughs> i just had my first coaching uh opportunity yesterday actually which was a lot of fun it's so fun to talk about money i know that might sound crazy for people but it's also fun for me to get into a business and find out the inner workings and how I can yeah. help bring traffic, right? So it's, to me, it's almost the same thing. It's like your own internal family money plan, right? And So and is this a doing. coaching business then? Is that what you're planning to I, do with it? I definitely could do coaching for sure. Uh, definitely the podcast and bring all the re- best resources. But uh, yeah, I'm not a financial advisor or planner though. So yes. I, I don't want to have to be your fiduciary or yes. you know go through all of those those steps. Plus, I don't actually believe all of those uh, advisors and have always your best interest at heart because they make a percentage of what they're, what they're you know, offering to you. Right? True statement. So. Yes. Well, isn't that fun? I appreciate you sharing that with us. We will check it out. Money for Average Joes. Do you actually, you spell out money or is it a dollar sign? Spell it out. Okay. All right. You guys check that out. Well, how can listeners go about getting a copy of your book? So actually right now, fixmarketing.com and you just subscribe, I will send you a free PDF version. Of course, you can buy it on Amazon and Kindle or print as well. Or if you're an avid reader like I have been, you can get it free through Kindle Unlimited. Okay, perfect. So there's a lot of different resources. And now am I mistaken if I buy a copy? Are you, there was a pre-sell offer where you would give a half an hour kind of a consultative session. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. For all of my East Idaho friends, I will definitely honor that. So if you want to shoot me a, a personal email about any issue or, or thoughts or anything regarding the, the seven steps, then, then we can either do it through email or we can jump on and do a 30 minute uh, free consultation and point you in the right direction. That's awesome. What's your email? So JW at fixmarketer.com very easily. Okay. And I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes on East Idaho Entrepreneur website so you can have an easy way to find that as well. Um, Okay, Jason, is there anything else you'd like listeners to know? I'm not sure I caught you on everything, but this is your time to share with us if I didn't talk about something. Uh, no, I'm just grateful to be here on the show and, and it's good to be able to give back to the, the East Idaho community who's nurtured me so much, you know, from the businesses I've worked with, uh, you know, when I was in house and then now with my agency and isn't it cool that my business can exist here and, you know, some of my friends have moved to Utah or other places and I'm just happy to be here and my business exists and, I get to contribute and, and be here. I, I don't know what else to say, but other than I'm grateful to be here on the show and grateful to be here in East Idaho. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much. I think we are pretty fortunate to live in East Idaho. And um, again, I feel fortunate to be able to share these stories and to get to know people like you. We have authors in our midst <laughs> and we, um, we're just really, we have a lot of skill and it's fun to, to just know more about people. So thank you. Um, We appreciate you being on the show today. It's been great to learn about your journey that's brought you to writing your book. And it sounds like a perfect tool, especially for those of us in small business who are so overwhelmed by all this marketing stuff. So thanks for breaking it down, making it more simple for us. Thanks for having me, Renee. 
As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair. If you're looking for trustworthy automotive repair, we've got you covered. So please let our family take care of your family with our two locations, one in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. And um, just like we uh, were able to hear, uh, Oswald Service was recently um, shown on Startup. So I hope you were able to see the Startup episode um, that we were on. If not, I'll be sure to let you know where you can find the replay as soon as I know. PBS.org is supposed to have it, so I will make sure that that's there and let you guys know. Um, But for now, stay tuned for the business leadership moment where you can learn tips and tactics to lead your business to success. See you next week. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Hello, welcome to the business leadership moment. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon. RiseCon is the East Idaho Business Conference held every year in November. In fact, we just got done with it, and it was an amazing conference for 2019. If you missed it, please plan on it for 2020. I'm sure it's going to be even bigger and better, although... Uh, bigger and better than what Alex Boyer did for us will be kind of tough. Nevertheless, I'm sure that those guys will put on a great uh, RiseCon 2020. In the meantime, come and participate in RiseX. RiseX is a monthly mastermind group where we actually get to listen to a topic. A speaker talks to us, teaches us, and then we get to all mastermind around our businesses. So it's a great event and certainly worth checking out if you haven't had an opportunity to experience that yet. There will be a RiseX in December, um, and so please come and join us. Hey, today I just wanted to talk with you a little bit about a statistic I was recently reminded about that uh, was pretty powerful for some work that we're doing at the shop. Um, and it's through uh, Strengths Finders. So if you guys have heard of Strengths Finders from Gallup, they quoted, they did a study, and in their study, they uh, looked at people who were in jobs and talked about their disengagement. So I know that we all have concern about our uh, employees who are disengaged when you've got them uh, and they're sitting on the fence with this they're coming and they're kind of uh, negative in the things that they're doing at work and you can sense that they're certainly not invested in everyone's success around them, let alone the businesses. You have disengaged employees. And there was a statistic I was recently reminded of that I want to share with you guys uh, around disengagement. So what Gallup studied was if your manager primarily ignores you, the chances of you being actively disengaged are 40%. If your manager primarily focuses on your weaknesses, the chances of your actively dis- being disengaged are 22%. And if your manager primarily focuses on your strengths, the chances of you being actively disengaged is 1%. So I just thought that was really powerful and a statistic for you all to think about as you're managing your business. Interestingly enough, how high the statistic around ignoring you is. Um, I've recently had an event where it was a pretty big deal. Um, I've made a change and I really thought I would have uh, the leadership respond to this particular event. And for several days, and including, it continues, I've had radio silence from some people I know 
are aware of this change and are not saying anything. And um, I ha- I'm living this a little bit, that disengagement. Um, I've been very invested, and now I'm feeling rather disengaged in this particular situation in my life. So I can appreciate this ignores you thing. Um, when we ignore our employees, we give them an opportunity to tell themselves a story around why we're being ignored. Uh, we also, they don't feel important, like they're contributing to their role, or if they have felt like they've contributed, they feel like you don't see it. And that's a big deal. So I really was impressed by that statistic this week, and I wanted to share that with you. Um, Of course, the other two statistics there are focuses on your weaknesses. How many of us do that? Man, I'll raise my hand right here because I feel like, um, why do I have to point out the things that you're doing well? This is the job I expect you to do. Why do I have to tell you good job on doing your job? And I know that that's a terrible attitude, but I get so caught up in getting stuff done that I I struggle with recognizing people's strengths. Um, And so for those of you who are focusing on your strengths of your employees, congratulations. The chances of your employees being disengaged with you focusing on their strengths is only 1%. So keep up the great work. Really look for the strengths. Make sure that you're being clear on expectations and then focus on the things that they're doing well. Um, the whole premise around Strengths Finders is to make sure that we are focusing on strengths. Not all of us bring the same strengths to the table. And so what is it that uh, individuals on your team bring that others don't, that you can focus on those strengths and complement each other with the strengths that we all bring to the table. So this week, please focus on your employees' strengths and don't ignore your team. Be out there, be engaged, let them know all the great things that they're doing for you, build a strong team, and we will all be better business leaders together. Take care, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast, proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.